there is one guy you got to look at as a potential bellwether for the Indianapolis Colts and their potential success in 2022, and that's Matt Ryan. We're going to talk about Matt Ryan and why last year's performance with the Atlanta Falcons as their starting quarterback is not a bellwether for what can be expected from Matt Ryan here in Indianapolis in 2022. We're going to talk about Indiana's non-conference schedule, which was released, and which, to my thinking, is absolutely perfect for the Hoosiers. We're going to talk about the Pacers, who continue preparation today for the Summer League. They're going to go to Vegas tomorrow. They're going to start playing on Friday. They play roughly every other day for uh, four games. And then, if they go 4-0, they play in the championship game of the Summer League, and that's going to be fun. I don't think they'll make it. They're not focused on winning. That's not what they want to get done. What they want to get done is development. This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You know what? You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. You don't need a plumber like you need a dentist, right? We talk about today's dentistry. You got to go to the dentist every six months for a checkup, for a cleaning, that kind of thing. With a plumber, you need a problem before you call a guy. Jared Johnson's that guy. Give him a call when you need 765 610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're looking for 210 likes today. Hit that button. And uh, you know what? You want an alert every time we go live? All you got to do is uh, hit that bell icon. You want to make a donation? That's nice, too. Always appreciate that. Let's talk about sports. All right, Matt Ryan is the quarterback of the... Oh, by the way, our condolences. I grew up really, really close to Highland Park, Illinois. And what happened up there yesterday in a community that really celebrates the 4th of July, all along the North Shore, you got parades everywhere. Went to the 4th of July parade in Lake Bluff, Illinois for years and years and years and years. And to think that the kids and the adults that came out to celebrate Independence Day yesterday were subjected to that level of violence, that is just heartbreaking. And we deserve better as a society from each other. And, and we've got to do something to, to help those in need of mental health, either to be segregated from our society or to be helped through their mental health crises as they occur. All right. Anyway, let's talk about Matt Ryan and the 11 reasons I, I think he can be the right guy. And some of these are good reasons. Admittedly, some of these are a little bit sketchy, but uh, there are 11 of them. And I feel good about Matt Ryan in ways that I never felt good about Carson Wentz. People don't like it when we talk about Carson Wentz. I don't know why that is. He was the quarterback of the Colts, and he's got to stand by his record. Over 17 games in 2022, Matt Ryan, he's going to do the same thing, and we're going to evaluate him in the same way after we see him play. Uh, Matt Ryan, as the quarterback of the Falcons, was 120-102 and in the regular season. For all those years, 14 seasons as the starting quarterback for the Falcons, four and six in the playoffs, but that's four playoff wins. I'm okay with that. You know what? Six losses, and I know they were up 28 to three in the Super Bowl and collapsed, but that was a defensive collapse as much as it was Matt Ryan, and part of it was forced by a, a, a fumble by Matt Ryan that was taken to the house by the Patriots. Uh, that level of pressure cannot be exerted upon Matt Ryan if he's going to function adequately as the Colts' starting quarterback. We'll talk about that. 
a little bit more in a minute. He has had a passer rating of at least 89 in the last 11 seasons. You got to get to 100. You want to win a Super Bowl? You got to have a quarterback get to 100. Matt Ryan is capable of that. Uh, minus last year, his QBR has been at least 59.8. Last year was an anomaly for Matt Ryan, and, and, and the reasons are many. The offensive line sucked. His weapons, no Julio Jones, who signed as a free agent with the Tennessee Titans. Calvin Ridley stepped away from the team after five games because he wanted to take care of himself a little bit. You had a, a, uh, a tight end who is a rookie that Matt Ryan did great work with, Corderell Patterson, as the running back, kind of a widget out of the backfield, and, and sort of a uh, Debo Samuel light, if you will. This was a non-traditional offense, and to hold Matt Ryan uh, accountable for 100% of its under uh, underperformance, I, I just don't think is rational. Uh, like I said, he lost Ca uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and if you don't have guys to throw to, you're going to have trouble as a quarterback. And what we hope is that the Colts, with Michael Pittman Jr., with Alec Pierce, and with Paris Campbell as starting wide receivers, and then at the tight end position, if you've got guys like Mo Ali Cox and Jelani Woods, you feel pretty good. And out of the backfield, you've got Naheem Hines as a receiver and Jonathan Taylor that's quite a few weapons. Now, that weaponry, if there are injuries, that becomes a problem. We're not going to anticipate injuries. We're not that dour. It's, it's July. This is a time for optimism to flower and bloom. So, so let's not be all pissy on July 5th about the Colts and their, uh, their potential health, except in the area of Darius Leonard, which has nothing to do with the offense at all. I'm a little bit skeptical about Darius Leonard's health moving into the 2022 season. Uh, still, he is still Matt Ryan. They say he's too old. Too old? He's eight years younger than Tom Brady, for the love of Pete. Uh, his top five comps over the course of his career. Look, part of this has to do with branding. And Matt Ryan's branding has not been elite as the quarterback of the Falcons. Matt Ryan's been a guy who is not terribly charismatic, not a guy who, who sees lights and all like a moth runs to the lights and the microphones. That's not Matt Ryan. You can stand and talk to Matt Ryan for 10 minutes and not remember too much about what he was saying. That's just him. He lets his work on the field do his talking for him. I got no problem with that, but it does keep him off ESPN. Um, but his top five comps... Aaron Rodgers, who understands how to work ESPN at an, an elite level. He works over ESPN like he works over the secondaries in the NFC North. Uh, Joe Montana, Phillip Rivers, Kenny Anderson, and Dan Marino. Those are the top five comps. You happy with those guys? Would you think, hey, that'd be wonderful to have one of those guys as quarterback of the Colts? Well, you have one of those guys as quarterback of the Colts. In Matt Ryan, uh, he should be able to catch Dan Marino and Philip Rivers in passing yards, career passing yards. He needs only 3,705 yards, uh, and that would place him number six all time in NFL history in passing yards. He needs 4,353 to enter the top five, and when you get to the top five, 
that's the elite stuff, right? That's Brady, that's Manning, Peyton Manning. Talk about quarterback royalty in Indianapolis. And uh, Drew Brees, you know what? He's got a chance to move into that top five this coming season. Um, he's underrated, like I said, because he's not a charismatic media guy. If he was a charismatic media guy, the Colts would have had to overpay for Matt Ryan. They didn't have to overpay. Matt Ryan is going to be a very, very competent starting quarterback, competent to elite, somewhere in that range for the Colts after a season where they took a flyer on a guy who just didn't pan out. You, you know, it, look at the Browns and how they've kind of matriculated their way through their quarterback challenge. All right, they went out and got Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is likely to be suspended for the season. Baker Mayfield is pissed off at the Browns, so he isn't going to play. And they're stuck with Jacoby Brissett. We know what that's like. That very easily could have happened to the Colts. Didn't. Good for the Colts. Uh, he's got a much better offensive line with with the Colts than he did with Atlanta. Much better. The Falcons, their offensive line ranked going into this season 28. Colts, 10th. Last year, the Falcons' offensive line ranked 27th. You're only as good as your offensive line is. And with Matt Pryor at left tackle, and then uh, hopefully healthier Quentin Nelson, healthier Ryan Kelly, an upgrade at right guard in Danny Pitter, and then at right tackle you've got Braden Smith, the stalwart. You've got a pretty damn good offensive line, and it's going to look better because Matt Ryan and his footwork are more predictable than were Carson Wentz's. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he sets up one of the things that Matt Ryan does at a really, really high level, and this kind of goes back to Peyton Manning. We've seen this here. From 1998 to 2010, we've seen a guy who can run play action at a really, really high level and sell play action to opposing defenses at a level that keeps him clean in the pocket and gets receivers open. Jonathan Taylor is a running back, is going to help Matt Ryan and his level of deceit as a quarterback really make this offense go. Looking forward to that. All right, so let's not be let's not be eight and nine, nine and eight type predictors. Let's in July as we look ahead to training camp. And by the way, rookies report in just 18 days, and the first media availability of the Colts heading into this training camp is going to be really three weeks from right now. Cannot wait for that. Uh, going to be wonderful. Look what he did last year with Kyle Pitts as a rookie. Rookie tight end, granted, top 10 draft pick, but 1,026 yards as a rookie tight end. Part of that had to do with the paucity of weapons that Ryan had to kind of deal to, but it also had to do with Ryan's ability to uh, kind of put into play the positives of a rookie and strip away the negatives. Look for some of that with Jelani Woods. Look for it with Kylan Granson. Look for it with Alec Pierce as well. I'll use non-conference schedule. Let's talk about that a little bit. You've got Marion and St. Francis, the first two games, kind of the exhibitions. Moorhead State, Bethune, Cookman. Uh, those are at home. Xavier in Cincinnati. Miami of Ohio at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Little Rock, Jackson State. And then kind of the cool part of the preseason, UNC at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, 
You've got Arizona in Las Vegas. You've got Kansas in Lawrence at the Fog, Elon, and Kennesaw State. Going to be a great non-conference and sandwiched in there someplace, you're going to have two Big Ten games. Outstanding uh, non-conference schedule that Mike Woodson and his staff have put together. You've got some wins in there. You're going to be able to work out some kinks. You've also got real tests. One of those, uh, in fact, two of them really coming on the road against Xavier and Kansas. One coming at home against uh, UNC and one, well, one in Vegas, and that's coming against Arizona. I love it. Glad that Benedict Matherin is not going to be playing in that game. Benedict Matherin, of course, signed his rookie deal with the Indiana Pacers over the weekend. He's going to be back to work today practicing uh, for summer league play in Vegas. Again, summer league play starts Friday for the, the Pacers. Friday, 6 p.m., they play against Charlotte. Then they play Sunday, they play Tuesday, and they play the following Friday before wrapping it up with that fifth game, which may or may not be for the championship of the Summer League. It really doesn't matter in the end. Can you remember what the Pacers' record was last year in the Summer League? I cannot. Um, David Robertson walked in the tying run for the Brewers yesterday against the Cubs in the bottom of the ninth. He has been really the only guy you could count on for the Cubs to be anything approaching excellent. And yesterday, just kind of let the Cubs down. Second game in a row, they've lost in extras. Season's over anyway. They've got no chance to contend whatsoever. That's the way it works in Chicago now. White Sox, they lost two. What are you going to do? ESPN's Hank Goldberg passed away at 82, his 82nd birthday yesterday. Uh, handicapping expert. A lot like the guy he used to work for, Jimmy the Greek, who was a lot more flash than substance, but that's okay. I mean, Hank Goldberg really built himself a, a very, very nice media career and uh, liked calling Miami his city. Okay, um, that's Hank Goldberg. What are you going to do? Um, not a in uh, in the NBA uh, moves offseason moves are being paralyzed by the Kevin Durant. Uh, pending kind of movement. He's leaving the Nets. We don't know where he's going to go. Is it going to be the Suns? Is it going to be the Heat? We don't know. Could be anywhere. But until then, movement's kind of been, you know, halted as this gets sorted out because this is going to be probably a three or four team trade and things get complicated. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this July 5th. Uh, Tony Masur, happy birthday. Lloyd Ford, Kyle Coney, the great Howdy Bell and Lauren Rue, uh, Camp Menominee uh, alum of great repute. And uh, let's remember today, this is the 13th anniversary of the passing of Tom Severino, uh, one of the great radio executives, going to be inducted into the Indiana Broadcasters Association Hall of Fame, and rightly so, probably overdue. But you know what? A Hall of Famer is a Hall of Famer whenever he goes in. Tom Severino certainly do that honor. Later today, we're going to, of course, we're going to the Pacers Summer League practice. We're going to have a look around. We're going to talk to people. It's what we do. And then this afternoon, we're going to talk about the Colts as we're just 18 days away from rookies reporting. Can't wait to do that then.